the most connected man in Washington. WSB's Jamie Dupree. He's on every day with Herman Cain. 1106 AM every day. Sponsored by Charter Communications on News 95.5 and AM 750. WSB. We are America. One voice united we stand. And to all of the naysayers. And to all of those that would like to destroy the future of the greatest country in the world, our message to them is the same as my grandfather's. Them that's going, get on the wagon. Them that ain't, get out of the way. Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us. Because you know, we are going to tell you the truth. We're going to give you the facts. We want you to be better informed to help make this a better America. Breaking news, breaking news every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. Hey, Herman. How you doing today, buddy? Magnificent. The GOP leadership campaign. Yeah, this is, um, boy, I don't know where this is going, Herman. This is uh, this could be one for the annals here. Uh, where we're headed tonight is that starting at about 7.30, just a few blocks from the Capitol, what's known the Capitol Hill Club, which is the Republican Club. There's But for those who don't know, there's, there's both a, a Democratic club and a Republican club for House members and their staffers just a few blocks from the Capitol. Right. So uh, over at the Capitol Hill Club, as it's known for the GOP tonight at 7.30, the Tea Party Caucus, sort of the the more conservative group of lawmakers, the Freedom Caucus and more, they're going to be hearing from the three people who are running for speaker. So you've got Dan Webster of Florida, Jason Chaffetz of Utah, and then the majority leader, Kevin McCarthy, will be trekking over there to speak with this group. Now, this group is uh, obviously flex their muscles by pushing John Boehner out, but they keep saying they don't have enough muscle to get one of their own elected as speaker. So they're, in a sense, trying to play kingmaker right now and find somebody to rally behind. Uh, just from, you know, the ear to the ground here and checking the traps, I, I think it's becoming more and more obvious that if they want to, they can sink Kevin McCarthy. Not this week, but at the end of the month, on the 29th, when uh, we're scheduled, and I say that right now, when we're scheduled to have a vote of the full House on a new speaker. Because remember, again, let's reemphasize, this is not who gets the most votes on the floor. It's you have to have 218, a majority of those, if everybody votes. And right now, I think there's probably, we're starting to get to people wondering, are there more than enough of these Republicans who will not vote for McCarthy, vote for somebody else? Not Nancy Pelosi, but vote for somebody else. And therefore, not allow a speaker to be chosen. So there is the possibility, I guess, that we could have McCarthy nominated this week and then go through three weeks of absolute crazy running around here in preparation for that speaker's vote. And maybe McCarthy doesn't get to that 218. Then again, maybe the, the Tea Party guys are going to be all talk again and not be able to get it done. We'll have to see. But that's the big unknown right now. Help us review the math again. Okay, yes. if, if there are 30 quote-unquote Freedom Caucus members, if they all stick together and suppose all of the other Republicans vote for McCarthy, he won't yes. have the 218. You are correct about that because the current, uh, the current rundown, let me, get the, let me get this party breakdown correct uh, so I can roll this off the top of my head right now. 247 Republicans right now and uh, 188 Democrats. So if you take 30 off of that 247, you are down to 217 
if everybody votes in the House, is that would that not close? be a majority. No, it wouldn't be. Yeah. He needs so, the 218. You know, well, 218 if everybody votes. Right. Remember, if there's a few people absent, and that can occur, you know, somebody can be ill, somebody can be gone, somebody can, as, as my dad used to call it, take a walk <laughs> and not be there for the vote. Yeah. Um, and if you vote, and, and that that would reduce the number. Remember, earlier this year, uh, there was, I think it was, was there bad weather or something? There were a group of Democrats who were not back for the vote. Yeah. And because of that, Speaker Boehner was able to be reelected with 216 votes. He didn't have 218. He had 216. But because uh, of the number voting there, that was a more than a majority at that time. So you only need a majority of those, of those present. present and voting. Uh-huh. Yes. So and, and voting no and voting present is the same thing. OK. Voting no and present. Yeah. Because, and that's because uh, uh, think about it this way. If you got uh, 100 people and 50 of them vote yes and uh, and 45 vote no, but you have five other who just vote present, that's still only 50 of 100 voting. And so you still wouldn't be a majority. See what I'm saying? Yeah, so, I see what you're saying. So if you're recorded, whether it's yes, no, or present, you're part of that whole thing, and, and, and it determines what the majority will be. But let's not get into that. Let's just think 218. Right. So 218 is what you need. And so if enough of those guys say, no. I'm not backing Kevin McCarthy. They could knock him out, just as they had the chance to knock John Boehner out. Earlier this year and January of 2013, they did not pull the trigger. They did not have, let's just say it, they did not have the guts at the time to do it. Do they have the guts to do it now? We'll see. Now, hypothetically, suppose they take the floor vote. Now, wouldn't, wouldn't Boehner postpone it if he didn't think somebody had the votes? Well, I guess there's always that possibility. Uh, then again, he wants to leave on the 30th. I guess you could always uh, envision uh, many scenarios here. One, where uh, the McCarthy people say, let's just roll the dice and see what happens. Two, where they delay it. Three, Boehner sticks around longer than the 30th. Uh, four, Boehner leaves, and we're left with no speaker, in which case the clerk of the House would be running the show in the interim. Maybe they Some- do a better job. Uh, well, see, something that I don't know that I'm trying to research right now, frankly, um, wow. I'm reading Heinz Precedents, which was written in the early 1900s uh, by the parliamentarian of the House. And it's unclear to me if a if the House is speaker less, if you can have legislative business or if you have to keep trying to uh, trying to elect a speaker. Uh, so I don't know if you could be speaker less and still do the business of the House. It might have to be that uh, that the business of electing a speaker is of the utmost importance and trumps everything in terms of being on the schedule. So that's something we got to figure out as well. When would the Republicans vote on Republican majority leader, the whip, and what are the others? Yeah, that's all on hold until after this election for okay. speaker. That's because, think of it this way. If Kevin McCarthy does not become speaker, he'll probably stay on as majority leader, right? So that job would not be open. So therefore, if that job is not open, then the whip's job might not be open because Steve Scalise, who wanted to become majority leader, maybe has nowhere to go. Oh, so so those others aren't aren't up for grabs unless those guys step down. Exactly. And they're not going to step down unless they 
uh, have a sure thing of being elected to another position. There's also some uh, wrangling going on amongst Republicans about if you want to run for a higher leadership post, you should have to resign first from your leadership position to then run. I'm not sure that's going to happen. So, yeah, it, there's no guarantee. We've had all this maneuvering for the job of majority leader under the assumption that Kevin McCarthy becomes the speaker. Well, what if he doesn't? Well, then all those people have been running, like Steve Scalise and Tom Price, for example, they'd have to retool. All the guys who are uh, elbowing uh, for whip, they might not be running for whip because there might not be any job open. So, yeah, there's a lot of uncertainty right now in Republican ranks as to where we go. And frankly, you know, I look at Jason Chaffetz right now, Herman, as being a stalking horse for the Tea Party guys. Yeah. I mean, it's obvious he wants to knock Kevin McCarthy out. So then that begs the next question. Is then Jason Chaffetz a person that could become the the next speaker? Theoretically, yes. But I also think that there are still a lot of conservatives who don't like Chaffetz. They have problems with him. Your colleague Eric Erickson has been railing about that the last couple of days and others, uh, uh, remembering uh, Chaffetz uh, dumping Mark Meadows from the Government Oversight Committee a few months ago. And also uh, Chaffetz has gotten some bad reviews for his hearing last week on Planned Parenthood. So there are some knives out for him as well. So, you know, I would also say this. If you're a a Boehner sort of a McCarthy supporter, you might look at this and say, well, if you're going to knock Boehner out and you're going to knock McCarthy out, then we're not going to give you Chaffetz. You're going to have to find somebody else. So there could be all sorts of things going on here in the next few weeks. A lot of suspense. It used to be almost cut and dry when something like this happens, but not anymore. Well, and here's the thing. I know a lot of people out there are like, whatever, just pick somebody. <laughs> yeah. you know, who cares about all this insider drama? Well, it's a very powerful position. You know, that's what I always say to people. I mean, you go back and, and you look at the history of this place, and I know a lot of people, you know, you don't want to think of it that way, but... Uh, there, there is a lot of that that can occur behind the scenes and everything. And it, yeah, it's not the uh, maybe the best thing that you want to do, or you know, or anything like that. But look, uh, that's I, I just think that that's the kind of thing that in a legislative body you get into. I mean, it's you'd rather not that be the big thing, but that's the way it is. Speaking of Kevin McCarthy, what about Hillary's new ad? She's using what he said to claim that it was put together solely for political purposes? Yeah, and and that's sort of the basis of a new uh, national ad. I I think this is an ad that's more targeted, I have to say, at the press corps than really the voters because it's only a minimal buy, I think, on both CNN and MSNBC. But still, it's a reminder that, you know, he obviously gave her an opening. And the Democrats have tried to drive a truck right through that. And even a lot of Republicans. Look, Jason Chaffetz, one of the big things that he's arguing about McCarthy is that he's not ready for prime time and citing his comments about the Benghazi investigation is a perfect example. Uh, McCarthy fired back with his own release today. What I think is really interesting is here we are. We are just over, what, uh, a little over two weeks away from Hillary Clinton appearing before the Benghazi committee. There is nothing out there at all about Benghazi. I mean, you don't hear anybody talking about, well, she's got to answer these questions on the Benghazi attacks. That's all just sort of in the past, it seems like. I mean, I bet you there'll be some questions about it, but certainly you don't hear anybody talking about it. It's only about her email situation, which this committee uncovered. Well, that's interesting, and it's also interesting that they're going to be having this when they're having it after this first Democrat debate, because 
I'm curious as to what's going to come out of that. I'm curious as to the questions and obviously curious as to the answers. I and think I it'll wonder, be a political scene. And I wonder if a question concerning Benghazi or emails will even be brought up. Well, I think the emails will be, yes, absolutely. The email yeah. question will be brought up. But Benghazi, I'm sure somebody's got to ask, but realistically, think about it in the last year. Has there been anything definitive about her and Benghazi that's really been raised by the Republicans? I'd have to say that answer is no right now. What about the video that they claim had that spurred this? Didn't it come out from this investigation? Well, I mean, there might be there might be some things that are brought up. I would be certain they'd ask her about it, but it has not been a definitive kind, uh, like a defining issue at all, whether for Republicans or for Hillary Clinton. Interesting. Well, thanks a lot, Jamie. We will stay tuned for the suspense on the hill. You never know, Herman. In 1856, we had 129 ballots it took before they elected a speaker. I hope we don't repeat something like that. <laughs> Thank you, you Jamie. You're listening to the Herman Cain Show.